This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Hey guys, welcome to another week of Pakia Podcast. Make sure that you follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're here every week on iTunes and SoundCloud. As always, I am your host, Logan Swinkles, and I've got my buddy, Joe Jury. On this week's show, by the time you'll be hearing this, we'll be one game into each series, but despite that, we're going to be previewing the Stanley Cup Conference Finals matchups. We're serving up hotcakes. Ah, fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. We're serving up hot takes like McDonald's hotcakes, warm, buttery, and probably really bad for you. I actually literally thought we were just going to restart, <laughs> but all good. Uh, the Dallas Stars management finally did something right. We try and catch you up on all the things we forgot to talk about last week. And we put on our Pierre Maguire hat to talk a little uh, junior hockey. But first up, our moment of the week, which, uh, Joe, you being the massive hockey uh, Twitter social media punisher, it's got to be Awkward McDavid. That was so good. Uh, on the way to Anaheim for game seven, he McDavid, who's one of the most awkward people with no personality already in the world, uh, got caught in the airport by a lovely old couple who are obviously Oilers fans and they took a picture with him uh, and his face just looks like he has been, he's a cat that's been caught taking a dump by its <laughs> owner and, and the people that are holding it, like the two old couple are like clutching on for like a death grip on his arm and their faces are just lit up like Christmas trees and McDavid's is typically awkward. I think it's really cute that they're massive McDavid fans. There's a bit of, bit of awesome diversity there in the fan base. Yeah, it's um, they do look like they've taken them hostage though. It's a ransom note. <laughs> if you ever want to see a star player again. <laughs> Maybe they were secret um, Ducks fans and knew taking this awkward picture would throw him off his game for game seven. He didn't get a point in game seven. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, what, it, what I do find funny is that uh, the, the lovely couple are the appearance of... Um, uh, I don't even, I'm going to scrub this. Majo Maron, uh, who's a weather anchor and reporter uh, over at Global News Edmonton. Um, so... <laughs> she must have been like, you know, obviously you work for the news in Edmonton. You, 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 you're hearing about McDavid like every day. Um, and so to get that picture, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I'm posting this. This is going to go viral. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll get the, um, that'll get the retweets and the, and the likes. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there's obviously it's now, as you said, uh, it's the, a meme was born and I've already seen, um, on, on Tim and Sid, uh, Sid standing there as taking place of McDavid looking awkward. And then John Shannon and uh, Jeff Merrick, you know, clutching to his arms. And I think that's like a, it's almost like a, this is how group photos should be done now. Mm. If you're in a group of three, that's how you should do the photo. It's, um, could it be the new crying Jordan face? <laughs> the McDavid awkward stand i actually would really love something to replace crane jordan because it's for me i mean i felt this way for like over a year now um it's overused and incredibly predictable 
some people still get quite creative with it but um as soon as the team gets knocked out you're like oh here comes the crying jordan memes yeah the best crying jordan i think i've seen in a while was the joe thornton one in the stanley cup playoffs last year where they had they had the crying jordan face on joe thornton's face but it was his beard but they still had the big beard yeah. on top which is- <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good there should have been a beard of crying, crying jordans, jordans there yeah. that come on internet yeah that would be amazing <laughs> maybe we could do that with ryan ellis's beard when anaheim knock out nashville did you see um uh speaking of ryan ellis steve dangle uh, posted a photo on twitter yesterday being like oh by the way if you want to see what ryan ellis looks like without a beard this is it and completely different person yeah very cute young man mm. i um i had we were talking about beards at work yesterday actually and uh whether you can grow them or not obviously you can i can't uh but i always thought that a beard would sh- uh, frame my face quite nicely and but we were talking about you know with people you know if you know someone who has a beard like an awesome beard you actually get quite shocked and um if they ever decided to get rid of it have you seen me when i've shaved my beard off yeah you, you did yeah. look like a completely different person yeah it's like a 12 year old boy <laughs> So you're like Ed Sheeran's little brother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, there's, um, there's a guy that uh, we do hockey with down in um, the South Island, Ivan Larson. And the very first time I met him, he had this awesome, awesome beard. And that's how I knew him. And then, you know, we did a few, we did a tournament together. And then I think the next time I saw him, he was completely clean shaven. <laughs> and I actually, I think I might have introduced myself and he was like, it's me. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh the, hey, bro. The double introduce. <laughs> yeah. It's a humiliator. It is. <laughs> but hey, that's the thing. Completely different person. You get rid of that beard. I'm just jealous. I can't grow one myself. Maybe someday, but right now I'm st- I'm 31 and I still have like a Mitch Mana baby face uh, as far as my ability to grow facial hair goes. Anyway, before we delve into the heavy stuff, all the shit we we're talking about before, I want to quickly go through some news and a few things we ran out of time for. Uh, on the last episode, um, I guess we got a little too stuck in on a few things. But the one thing that I wanted to mention was that the Botany Swarm head coach, Andreas Kaiser, had stepped down. And uh, the Botany Swarm put out a, you know, a lovely statement saying, um, after 11 years on the bench, head coach Andreas Kaiser stepped down and will be and will be replaced by former Swarm alumni. I'm not saying alumnus, uh, Brandon Contrado. Uh, Andreas coached the team to all four of the previous uh, Virgil Cup victories, holds the NZHL record for games coached with 151 and for wins with 85. He also holds the NZHR record for coaching the most regular season premierships with three in 2006, 2010, and 2011. And of course, you know, he, he helps a lot with New Zealand hockey, hockey with the international teams and stuff. Um, they go on to say the value of Andreas's contributions to the team and to New Zealand ice hockey as a whole through the past 13 years simply cannot be overstated. Uh, the Swarm are and will always have been deeply grateful for the time, energy, and efforts he has put into coaching and building the team through the years. We would like to extend our greatest thanks to Andreas and to his family who have equally given much of their time and energy to supporting the team over the years. Um, so while Andreas has sometimes made my life difficult, <laughs> I, um, I do wish him, I do wish him all the best, uh, in his, well, I mean, I think he's still going to be quite involved with New Zealand ice hockey, but, um, you know, Thanks for all the years, dude. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see you around. 
Uh, the other news, well, not news, but it's ongoing and it's kind of been developing this morning is the WHF Worlds going on in France and Germany at the moment. And what happened to Canada today? They got upset in overtime by the mighty Swiss. Three, yeah, 3-2. Three, I think it's awesome to see... Um, you know, that it's not just USA and Russia and, well, can we even say USA anymore? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, they got beaten by Germany, but then Canada got, Canada got beaten by the Switzerland, so. Yeah, I think I'd rather be beaten by, by the Swiss, though, to be honest. <laughs> the Swiss without yeah. Roman Yossi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, Although Germany put it didn't have Leon Dreisaitl, so it's kind of kind of even yeah um but yeah it's awesome to see some of those other countries um you know getting up there france uh have actually done quite well in this tournament uh if you if you haven't if you haven't been following it uh all the games have been streamed live on youtube just search ice hockey and you'll see the whf worlds uh page that's up there and they live stream all of them unfortunately the time difference really sucks for us there's been a few games that would be on at like 10 15 at night but typically mm. it's like 2 15 or 6 a.m yeah you can kind of get the start of the 10 o'clock game and then you get the end of the six o'clock game in the morning yeah but it's a it's a great product you just flick on your tv and if you've got a tv that's got youtube or whatever built into it you can just go straight there and watch it through your TV. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, it's been awesome. And then they have been double HF or whoever's doing it. I'm not sure if, because obviously the TSN commentators are commentating. So I don't know if they produce it for the double HF. There was a great moment this morning after the game finished. Um, obviously, you know how they just cut the audio and then they just have like scenes from the the um, stadium and everything. You could still hear Gordon Miller and Ray Ferraro doing their recording their hits back to TSN for TV. Oh, yeah. So, so there's just like stadium and in the hooray going, oh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it. No, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. And then they start recording and then they obviously fuck something up and it was like, ah, should we do it again? Yeah, okay, Ray, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> so it's quite funny. That's cool. That's really cool, actually. Um, oh, I, wish, I wish I stayed tuned for that. As soon as I saw Switzerland score the goal, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this off now. Toronto uh, Maple Leafs draft picked, draft pick, uh, who who Herzog scored the winning goal? Oh yeah, there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, so streaming them all on YouTube, really awesome quality. Um, and if you miss them, they are putting up highlights like really quickly afterwards, and then they also mm. make uh, these and all the like full games. yeah, and the full games you could rewatch them. They're making you know goal goals of the day, like top three goals of the day, top three like saves of the day. Um, there's some really awesome like 360 videos as well around I think like Team USA training and stuff. There's some really cool shit. And what's even real, what's even better is that the mascot mascots for the WHF um, Worlds is Asterix and Oblix. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just taking it back, man. Apparently, in that stadium as well, the the stadium in France, they have um, grass on the walls of the stadium. Like a living wall. A living wall, yeah. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and they said that when the games are on, uh, they do in that stadium, they do everything. Like they do motocross and everything. And sometimes in the motocross events, when people just get massively steamed up, they try and see who can climb up the grass the highest. <laughs> and there's, got, there's guys that come around and mow the grass with like a horizontal, a vertical lawnmower. Interesting. <laughs> 
That must look so weird. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing as a vertical lawnmower. No. That's uh, that's pretty cool. And that's a little tidbit there. So, yeah. Um, I'm not even sure how, like, I probably should have looked this up. Uh, but I feel like this tournament's been going on for ages. It's already been go- going on for a week. Um, it goes on for another seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the um, quarterfinals will be starting up soon. So, good time to start getting into it. You know? And it's good of um, the IIHF to make all the Islanders players in the tournament feel at home by putting that car in the corner. Uh, yeah. Like at Barclays. It's yeah. Nice, it's nice of them. I, uh, I cracked up at that. And because um, Skoda, you just, your Skoda branding is everywhere. Uh, and you like European hockey. And I remember I was watching, um, I was just watching, I think it was one of the games that was on at like 10, 15 at night. And my girlfriend was like, oh, what is with that ugly logo at center ice? And I was like, that's just the Skoda logo. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is quite nice of them. Um, speaking of, I heard, I mean, the whole rumor, you know, this has been going on for months, but it keeps coming back up is that, you know, it basically seems like the Islanders are going to have to find another new home because even like Barclays want to get rid of them. I think it would be good if they get out of Barclays. Uh, that is just not a good rink for ice hockey. No, because, you know, obviously you were in New York and you were like staying in Brooklyn. Did you venture out to check it out at all? No, no. It was a couple of stops. We went past there when we were going like the, the museum and everything. Um, easy to get to, but... Um, if you're in Brooklyn. Uh, and if you're on Manhattan, but I guess it'd be harder for the... People on the actual Long on Island. Long Island yeah. to get there from like Nassau and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, where their fans are, so... <laughs> there'd be not a lot of Islanders fans on the Isle of Manhattan um, but yeah it's just go back to go back to where you're meant to be do that rink up or get a new one there's talk about doing up Nassau for ages so just get it done and move home go home go home are you too good for your home just go home it's your home I don't think they've won any fans in Brooklyn by having that team there no not even having the uh, black and white jersey <laughs> No, that's a humiliating jersey, that one. Yeah, I actually kind of, well, I kind of like it for um, just to, just to try it on every now and then on NHL 17. Yeah. I would never, like, if I was an Islanders fan, I wouldn't buy it because, I mean, it doesn't represent your colors, but I don't know. It's it's different. (laughs) Is it better or worse than those brutal um, fishermen jerseys they had in the like the mid 90s with like the blue and orange and green with that fisherman standing in front of the net you know what the thing is is like i know and um, there's this really awesome i don't know if you've seen it espn 30 for 30 documentary oh, on john spanner yeah yeah um that's really great and it does talk about all that and the logo changes and the fishermen and everything and then wanting to go back um i actually kind of always liked the logo i thought it was a pretty sweet logo for a right. hockey team the jerseys they kind of they belong in the 90s they should yeah. stay in the 90s it's, that's a very 90s mm. jersey color palette yeah unlike, and, and even the way the the jersey like lettering and numbering is done that was very 90s unlike the arizona coyotes you can keep bringing back the um the uh like the desert dog yeah the 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 peyote yeah coyote that's I, I love the jersey. It's one of my favorite jerseys of all time. And so when they like brought it back as their third jersey, um, you know, this season, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. But uh, I guess now, even though, well, we had game one of the Western Conference Finals um, yesterday. 
And by the time you hear this, um, well, basically, by the time we wrap this up, it's pretty much going to be time for game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figure, you know, let's let's go through the matchups. You know, obviously, you're a little sigh there. You um, gutted that the Ducks lost the first one to Nashville. Yeah, I'm, I, before we started this, we did our we did our picks. I picked the Ducks in six and the Sins in seven. And you had, for your picks... I had the pins and five. Whew. I'm pretty much completely writing off Ottawa here. <laughs> um, and Nashville and six, I think. I oh. think Nashville and six. Yeah, right. yeah. I didn't even, not even going for a game sevens here. Um, we didn't start well for Anaheim. Well, they started. They got an early goal, but then from there it was just typical Randy Carlisle. <laughs> hockey of getting outshot by like three to one uh john gibson basically kept the get the ducks in it mm. and i think the main thing with anaheim the problem that they're going to face is their game plan is to like dump it in and get it in the corners and cycle it around and um use their kind of their big forwards and then chuck it back to the point and have shots and get rebounds and all that kind of stuff the problem is that Picarina is really good at handling the puck and the national defense is really, really good at transitioning, getting it up. That by they yesterday they every time they dumped it at Picarina, pass it off to a defenseman and PK Subban's just blasting it up to the national forwards and they just didn't have any time in the offensive zone to get any play going. So hmm. that's gonna be the main problem for them and if that continues it could be a very, very quick series. I am I'm really loving um, the way that PK has been playing lately. I feel like he's, you know, when you get traded to a team, it doesn't always, you know, work out straight away. And he, uh, and I guess to, for for the most part of the season, it probably seemed like Montreal won that trade with Shea Weber. Yeah, he was PK was injured, and Shea Weber's like blasting. Yeah, one time is on the power play. But now I think PK is quite obviously he's settled into Nashville life. He's loving it there. Um, he's obviously very popular with his teammates, and the I guess the bromance that he had with Carey Price, he's now he's duplicated that with uh, PK Um You always got to you know good defenseman always got to give love to his goalie. But um, I think he's like now that he's in the playoffs, he's proven himself. He's really turning it on, and yeah, to set up the um, the game winner, game one. Oh my god! Yeah, what a beautiful fake shot! Yeah, and just delivered it on a tee to. Uh, this is going to sound weird coming from a, a fan of a team that has Ryan Kessler and Corey Perry on their team, but I just absolutely hate James Neal. <laughs> he's one of my most despised players. Anyone that could have scored that overtime winner apart from James Neal. I just, ooh. Uh, that's not fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's like that. You know, James Neal was one of those guys where if he was on your team, you'd love him. And yeah. when he was on the Penguins, I fucking loved him. He was just like, this guy's great. And, you know, I love that nickname, The Real Deal. <laughs> James James Neal, The Real Deal. So good. Um, but, yeah, I think what's awesome about this Ducks Pred series is that not only you have um, – Two good, two really good goalies going up against each other, and John Gibson and uh, Pecorino. But you have probably two of the most very exciting young um, defensive cores going at it, and both could be high scoring. I mean, you know, you look at Nashville right now; their lead score, leading scorer is Ryan Ellis. I mean, he's tied with like three other players, but for a defenseman to be one of the team's leading scorers, that's pretty awesome. And uh, 
I guess maybe the Ducks have a bit more experience there, obviously with like Getzlav and Perry and, you know, Kessler. Those are the guys that they make their bank in the playoffs and Getzlav is really proving that. Um, but you can't count out the Predators with the likes of, I love Philip Forsberg. He's <laughs> such an exciting player. What a great trade that was. <laughs> <laughs> what a great, and that's why you're in Las Vegas now, George McPhee, <laughs> to that terrible trade. Yeah, he's, he's a beaut, and Ryan Johansson's kind of turning into a, a really good, almost mini Ryan gets left as now as well. Do you think, um, going to Ryan Johansson, do you think that was probably one of the smartest moves that like Nashville and Columbus ever did? I think it was a perfect trade for both teams. Hmm. Um, and I mean, <laughs> you, you're Nashville and you trade away Seth Jones and Shea Weber. And your your um, what you get back is PK Subban and Roger Hansen is pretty. That's dealing from a position of strength and getting even better. Yeah, um, great great work there by the Preds. I I'm sticking by the, them uh, winning in six. I um, the one thing I want I want to just pick up on quickly with the Ducks is the whole thing that was going around on hockey Twitter yesterday about all the empty seats. Right. Have you have you ever been to like LA and Anaheim? No. I hear it is an absolute nightmare to drive on the highway. Yeah. So you kind of, it's cause you know, I go there um, like on holiday every night, you know, probably I, once a year, I guess. And you kind of have to, well, you do have to book your time around the traffic. You always got to account for it. You know, here in like Auckland, you know, we think, oh, we've got really shit traffic. You know, it sucks. You know, we're always complaining about it, but <laughs> it's nothing compared to, you know, the traffic that you get stuck with in um, LA and like Orange County. And so, especially, so Friday, 6 p.m. puck drop. Mm. What the fuck were the NHL thinking there? <laughs> it's the NHL. Do they ever think about anything? Mm, nothing practical, that's no, for sure. <laughs> absolutely not. Like, ugh. why? Why not wait a day and then you have you An could awesome have some weekend of playoff hockey, exactly. Yeah. Or you could have had you could have doubled up the games today. You could have had the on a we we're watching on a Sunday. You could have a Pens Sens game at seven p.m. in America, and then game one of the Ducks Preds at ten p.m. Mm. back to back. Yeah, and I'm sh- yeah, I haven't looked at the schedule, but I think that's probably what happens on some days. But that is that is how they should have started it. And, and then at least Anaheim would have had another day rest, which would have been good. Yeah, because I mean they were coming straight off a you know a brutal game seven series against Edmonton, and Preds were a little bit more rested up. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> Anaheim got a little bit screwed there. Um, but yeah, LA traffic sucks, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount Ducks fans. They're pretty passionate, pretty awesome. I'm in a room with one right now. Uh, but, yeah. Was that Canadian hockey Twitter going on about the empty seats? I think it was just hockey Twitter in general. I think as soon as someone... I think if anyone sees, like, empty seats, um, you know, ever since the whole, like, Florida Panthers thing, <laughs> everyone just jumps on it as soon as they see empty seats. They're like, oh, look at this. This wouldn't happen and with my team, you know? Like, come on. Traffic sucks, bullshit. You work around it, but hey, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I really don't, but um, yeah. Don't be such dicks. Yeah, don't be dicks. Yeah, Twitter. exactly. Now, pen, pens and 
Pins and Sins, the uh, Phil Kessel, Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Dion Phaneuf Ottawa Senators. Oh, as a as a Leafs fan, that's just <laughs> makes your skin crawl. It makes my skin skin crawl one way, and it makes me like giddy with joy and excitement the other way. Giddy and joy comes from Phil Kessel, obviously. <laughs> so you're not obviously not a Dion. You're not going to be happy if Dion is. Um Wearing his Red Bull hat as he raises the <laughs> raises the cup above his head. No, I'm firmly in the same camp as um as uh, Steve Dangle there. I just mm, and I don't think I could handle that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm picking the Penguins in five. I just feel like I don't know. It's just something that I I feel like the Penguins are just more. They're a more dominant team, and I don't know if the so like what is this is what I've been trying to think about um over the last two days. Now of course the the senators have kinda um they've shocked quite a lot of people here, right? Yep, they weren't meant to beat the Bruins. Mm. They beat them. They probably weren't meant to beat the Rangers and then Well, they did that. Yeah. But like, you know, this is what I've been thinking about is is what is behind it? Is it just Craig Anderson and Eric Carlson? Are they carrying the team or is there more to it than that? I, I would say it's Guy Boucher, uh, Bond villain coach behind the bench and his, his system that he's got, which is very boring, but kind of just keeps team, keeps them in it the entire game. And then, I mean, you've got Eric Carlson. They, they've come from behind so many times in this playoffs to score late goals, put it into overtime, and then win in overtime. So they've kind of been riding their luck. And that's the, those kind of things, they always they have those Cinderella runs until the conference finals, and then eventually their luck runs out. Uh, I've not picked for their <laughs> for their luck to run out. I, I was going to say. <laughs> I am, I've picked a repeat of the 2007 finals. Um, but yeah, it's if they can if they can just hang or hang like that guy in rounders, um, Teddy KGB just hang around. They can just hang around um, with the pins and just kind of get it into overtime. And Craig Anderson, he's got the ability to steal games. Mm. and goal and then Eric Carlson on his two broken feet um can is a beautiful magical man <laughs> yeah the musketeer there um if we were talking purely about uh narratives and I put aside the whole you know loving Crosby and Kessel and Malkin and Fleury and Latang, but you know he's 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 injured um storyline wise it would be awesome to see Craig Anderson go that far, you know, with everything he's gone through, um, you know, supporting his wife. Uh, I think he's, I think there's no doubt about it that he wins the, is it the Masterton Award? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this, I think he's, yeah, he's shooing for that one. Um, he's shown a lot of personal and personal strength and mental strength this season. Um, and so, uh, yeah, storyline-wise, if Craig Anderson was to take the Sens through to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to be cheering for them over the Ducks or the Predators. Mm. But if they did it, if they went that far, if they did the thing, um, 
shit, that's, I think that's one of the sports stories of the year. It's a good feel good, yeah. feel good story. And I, their old GM, I guess he's like the president now, Brian Murray, he's been recovering from cancer as well this year. So it's pretty, and they've got Bobby Ryan, who's, you know, historically a, he's had some massive turmoil in his life. And I, I'm a big fan of Bobby Ryan being the next duck and all. Um, so you, you've got a, the other kind of the Cinderella feel-good story. And if they were to to win, you know, it's, I think everyone would be okay with that. They'll just ignore the fact that Dan Finniff also won the Stanley Cup. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that look you just gave me. <laughs> um, so I just want to, over this, this Penguin Senator series, um, just kind of looking at some key stats here, uh, head-to-head. Um, goals per game, the Penguins are first with 3.39. And this is uh, this is from going back to the NH like during the regular season. And the Senators are 2.512, which is 22nd overall. So obviously, I mean, we all know the Penguins' offense is quite high-powered. Uh, goals against per game, uh, Penguins 2.793, 17th. And the Sens 2.561, they were 10th best. So... We know the Sens are quite a strong defensive team, obviously with Carlson and Anderson and, dare I say, Finuth and Mark Mathot and everything. Uh, power plays, 23.1%, fourth overall um, for the Penguins, 17% for the Sens, that's 23rd overall. Penalty kill, 79.8, 20th overall for the Penguins, and 79.7, 22nd for the Senators. That's really bad. Um, Special teams? Yeah. Yeah. I well, well, I mean, not the power play so much, but the, the penal, penalty kill, um, anything below 80, that's bad. Yeah, I think the Senators were the only team to make the playoffs that had a negative goal differential uh, this year, which is, I mean, in the playoffs doesn't really mean anything. You're winning games 2-1 anyway, all the time. Um, so they're just going to have to squeak it out against the Pens if they can yeah, keep the Pens to two goals a game. Well, I think they've got to find some find some answers to neutralize uh, not only Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, but now Jake Gensel as well. Who the, where is this Jake Gensel come from? <laughs> He's, how many goals has he got? Like nine? He's got nine goals. Nine playoff goals. I think it's great. It just goes to show the awesome, um, you know, the development there uh, in uh, Wilkesbury Scranton. The only thing that annoys me about Jake Gensel is, is he wears number 59. I don't like 59. It's an ugly looking number. Just it just looks ugly. Yeah, interesting. Ninety five would have been better. Ninety five, mm, maybe, maybe. But it's just yeah, fifty nine. It's just ugh, ugly. <laughs> to answer your question, where did Jake Gensel come from? Here, he's a good Minnesota boy from Woodbury, Minnesota. Uh yeah, Wilkesbury Scranton. Um, he went through the college system, so NCAA. He went through the US development system, so. You know, he's a product of that environment, just like, um, you know, favorite player of the show, Austin Matthews. Oh, Austin Matthews. <laughs> I was I was thinking the other day, well, actually, because that was my alarm this morning. Um, it's fucking cold today. Like I woke up and it's just you could feel the cold air in the room. Uh, unfortunately, in New Zealand, we don't build our houses to um, <laughs> really help us out in the winter. We don't have you know, double glazed windows and all, all that good shit to sort of keep the warmth in. Air, no, air, not a lot of insulation. And no. if they're, and most of them leak. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, New Zealand and and Auckland, I think in particular, are very notorious um, for that. Uh, Because I guess during the 90s and stuff, they were just sprouting up homes and um, they they cut a lot of corners. Uh, So, yeah, freaking cold this morning. And um, my alarm was the Austin Matthews song. And I was like, you know what? I've, I've missed hearing this song. And I've missed talking about Austin Matthews. So maybe let's end the episode by playing that song again. Sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. So sends and pens. Well, let's say, let's say, let's say I'm right. And the penguins go through. Uh, what if it was, and let's say, let's just say I'm right here in general. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. And should and I just leave? No, no, no. <laughs> I want to get your opinion here. Um, so the penguins win. And the Preds win. And so you got Preds versus Pens. Who would you go for? I reckon I I would pick the Preds in that series. Yeah. I think they've got the defense core to hold off the Penguins offense. The only reason why I would pick the Predators over the Penguins is purely for the storyline and just seeing PK being like, fuck you to Montreal. Like, ah, it was just... It'd be so perfect. You just see there'd be great memes of Mark Bergevin when PK's holding the cup up <laughs> over his head. And you know he's going to take it back to Montreal. He'd take it back to that hospital he gave like oh, $10 will, million for dollars sure, to. Yeah. And and that, he, Montreal would probably even give him a parade. Or he can just plan his own one. <laughs> I think he'd quite happily do that. Uh, but yeah, he would definitely, no doubt he'd take it back to the hospital and it would just be awesome for those kids because he's such a GC like that. Yeah. If the Preds beat the Ducks, I am all in on Team PK. Yeah. I want I want to see them win against no matter who. Yeah. I think I'm the, I'm the same there. So, so much for uh, creating conflict on the show there. We're just, we're just two great minds that think alike so much. And <laughs> as much as we try and create conflict, it just... Sometimes it just comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the Dallas Stars making moves. Making moves that actually finally make sense in their goal crease. Buying all the goalies. All the goalies that were uh, to get paid $4 million a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They uh, obviously have a lot of cash there. Um, but yeah. So if you didn't know, Ben Bishop signed um, a six-year, $29.5 million contract with the Dallas Stars uh, a couple of days ago after having his rights traded by the LA Kings in exchange for a 2017 fourth round pick uh, just last week. Obviously, massive upgrade over the uh, Finnish tandem of um, Kerry Lettinen and Antti Niemi. <laughs> what I found really funny digging into this was that only the Avalanche allowed more goals this season than those two. Ugh. How embarrassing is that? And that's why Dallas weren't in the playoffs. They are a great team. Defense was a bit light mm. and young. But um, the goalies just couldn't stop anything. No. Brutal. Yeah, you need your goalies to steal a few games. You can't rely on uh, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn to uh, do everything for you. And, of course, they don't have Patrick Eves anymore. Um, Yeah, they got a first-round pick out of it, though. Yeah, but, yeah, fucking defense, man. Defense is important. And uh, the Stars, you know, yeah, finally they've they've done something about it. You know, they're ditching their old uh, she'll be right attitude they've had for the last couple of seasons over their goalie situation, thinking that the tandem of Lettinen and Niemi, which costs them way too much fucking money. Lettinen gets paid $5.9 million. Yeah, and Niemi 4.5. That is just disgraceful. (laughs) Uh, So, 
you know, of course, that, that raises the question now about what do you do with those two? You know, do you keep one of them? Do you hope Vegas takes one in the expansion draft? What's going to happen to Lytton and uh, Niemi? I think they're going to have to, they'll either have to buy one of them out hmm. or they're going to have to sweeten the deal with a team, with a draft pick or a prospect or something to trade them, trade one of them too. Um, I mean, no one really needs a goal. I mean, Calgary, but the Calgary aren't going to take them. They're going to try and get Flurry. Yeah. Um, so you can- <laughs> Also, is is either of them any better than what Calgary currently have? I don't think no, so. No, not at all. So, unless you're, you're hoping, yeah, Vegas takes one, but Vegas, there's a lot of other better goalie options out there in the expansion draft for them to take. Yeah, I would like to think... Um, Jimmy Howard, maybe. Yeah, I would like to think that that. Well, it's funny because we just poked a little bit of fun of at George McPhee, but I would like to think that they are a little bit smarter about that and would stay away from uh, Lishan and, and Yemi. I think, um, I think the main one here would be the buyout. I think yet they have to buy out one of them. They might have to, and of course, you know, they're only um, their contracts are only for one more season. Yeah, they, they might have to just buy one out and just wear the other one for a season and then move on from there. Yeah. I would buy out Lettinen because then that's what only... Saves you a bit more cap space. Yeah. Over two years, it's what, three, two, like two and a half million over two years. It's hmm. not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. What's two and a half million dollars? Well, I mean, if you're, if you're a team that has a lot of, you know, a lot of cap space, 2.5 is nothing. Um, so, Yeah. It could be what happens. Either way, I think having Ben Bishop um, is going to help them out greatly. It's something that the Dallas Stars obviously obviously really need. And they've been, you know, for the last couple of years, of being this really awesome, exciting team that, we, you know, a lot of us have all kind of thought, yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be really exciting. And then, you know, same thing. Last two years. Just dip play out. no defense. Mm-hmm. So Ken Hitchcock with his systems and everything and his punishing defensive Mindset is a good good hire for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good on you, Dallas Stars. I hope that you have a much better season. Quickly, you know, we're talking about hockey jerseys before. When they revealed those new jerseys in this little like lighter green, I initially hated them. Thought they looked absolutely ugly. Hated the new Dallas Stars logo, but I've come around. I quite like them now. Mm, I like the 90s, yeah, they don't the hold, late 90s. They don't Dallas hold a candle stars. to that yeah. jersey, but um, it's a sure fucking improvement over uh, the jerseys that just said Dallas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those those were terrible. I hated when those teams did the, the alternate logos. So, like, they'd have Dallas for that few seasons were running their home jersey, just had Dallas on it, and then their away jersey had an actual Stars logo. Right. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. Well, I'm quite a fan of uh, the way they look now. The Minnesota green. Yeah. The Minnesota North Stars green. <laughs> well, I guess they, you know, you can't forget where you came from, right? Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> we did mention earlier about, um, you know, serving up hot takes like McDonald's hotcakes. I was quite proud of that line. It's a good line. Yeah. I fucked it up, but it's a good Warm, line. Warm, buttery, and probably really bad for you. Um, but... You know, Washington Capitals, hey, you it's another year of getting knocked out of the playoffs by the Pittsburgh Penguins. So where where do they go from here, Joe? This is this is crazy. I 
I know we've we haven't really talked about this, but I, if you can, I would trade Alex Ovechkin. Oh, I mean, no one's. I think there'd be people that would take him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're gonna have to um, eat up some of his salary, but yeah, I don't see why not. Would you? It's only nine million. It's so quite, like, yeah, but for depending on what team he goes to, that that is quite a bit of uh, space to chew up. Yeah. Especially when he's, you know, hitting 32. Well, yeah, 31. So he's got four more con- four more years. Nine million for a team that's competing, having a guy who doesn't... He's, he's going to be the new Kessel. He can go to a team where he doesn't have to be the man and just shoot one-timers from the left. And I think... Mark. I think that would be a better environment for him. Um, you kind of got to wonder, like, obviously neither of us follow the Caps, you know, like religiously. But what is his, you know, he's been the captain for quite a while. What, like, what kind of leadership does he actually provide the team? Because I know you've got guys there like Brooks Orpik, who, um, you know, older and, you know, they've been around for quite a while as well. And I feel like they provide a lot of stability and leadership there. Justin Williams. Justin Williams, of course. Um, <laughs> what a shame Mr. Game 7 didn't come through on Game no, 7. Yeah, uh, he, but he Game 7 himself. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the the leadership there of, of Ovechkin, is it just that he scores a lot of goals? That is, that's how he leads? <laughs> Apparently there's rumors that he, as a growing up, he's been very... a. Um, entitled kind of person and hasn't really had to work for anything um and not kind of a a really driven and leader type person he just kind of does his own thing Hmm. so i think he was always given the captaincy as he was the best player on the team and the owner loves him and everything it could be time i mean if they don't trade him they do the whole san jose thing of strip him of the captaincy and give it to give it to nick backstrom maybe oh Nicky Beck. Yeah, I quite like that. I like that. I've, I've always been quite a big fan of uh, Nicholas Backstrom. Um, awesome, awesome player. And uh, yeah, that might... Yeah, I think that's probably a good way to go go about it. It's probably going to annoy a few Capitals fans. There's one in particular that listens to this podcast. <laughs> they might DM me and be like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, it's all good friendly banter here. Exactly. They can't They can't fully blow it up. They've got, they've got too many good players to kind of... If they trade Backstrom, then you're going to spend all your time trying to find a number one center that gets paid like yeah, only $7 million again. Yeah, he's hard to replace. So that would be the wrong way to go. So Just like a, not like a full on blow it up rebuild, but maybe the tinkering rebuild that teams like Chicago do all, all the time, mm. like rebuild on the go. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the trade of Ichkin camp. Interesting. Just trying to find a suitor that would, <laughs> that would take him. Okay. Now that's the thing. So he's got four years left on his contract. He has a modified no trade clause, which stipulates that he can submit a list of 10 teams that he won't play for. Who do you think they, those teams would be? Mm. I think one has got to be the Penguins. Or, or okay, does he go full on like Kevin Durant and just join the enemy? Oh, he'd, be, he'd look pretty good on Malkin's wing. I said, how the fuck do you fit that? <laughs> how do you fit Ovi on that team? I, it, it doesn't happen, but... I, I would imagine out of maybe loyalty to the Capitals, he would put Penguins on their list. Yeah, Penguin, maybe Penguins every 
Western. I oh, know he's, he's Russian, so maybe he likes the cult. Maybe he wouldn't mind going to Winnipeg. <laughs> Him and Patrick Laine on the wings. Oh, Jesus. But, um, I mean, people have, I've heard people talk about it. If you can fit them on the Leafs, would the Leafs take them? <laughs> Put them on, on a line with, oh with uh, Austin Matthews for the next four years. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be too bad. I mean, fuck, we've got the cap room. <laughs> exactly. He'd look pretty good. Like, that would... How, how much further over the top would that put the put the Leafs? Just that pure sniper scorer on the wing. Mitch Marner on the power play with Ovechkin feeding him one-timers. Uh, I, I just feel like everyone who sort of like pokes one at us talking about the Leafs too much is rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> um, it's funny because I think we're talking about teams that he would go to. And then I think... Gary Bettman would just die if he went to Arizona. Yep. Because Ovi would essentially save that franchise. I think if, uh, if Ovi got traded there, there's no, uh, that, that team doesn't get moved to Seattle or Portland or wherever. What about a, um, there's what about if, cause Kovalchuk wants to come back. Yellow Kovalchuk. So, Basically, I'm glad you corrected yourself yeah, there. Colville check. What the hell was that? Um, so <laughs> could they trade him to Washington do just a swap? Oh, and so he goes to the New Jersey and the Washington get Covey. Yeah. Ovi for Covey. Yeah. <laughs> be, be, that's, that's a, that's that's a hashtag that's right there. That's an NHL.com headline and a half. Ovi for Covey. Yeah. Love it. Uh, that would be awesome. Obviously, it would help the, the Devils a lot. Devils have a lot of cap space and... Mm. Um, just they basically a straight swap because they're looking to give away basically Kovalchuk for anything now because he doesn't <laughs> want to play for them but he wants to come back but he has to sign and trade yeah basically. it's all going to be done through the devils it's it's kind of crazy uh but again <laughs> we're thinking of teams that he could go to who are the teams <laughs> that he's not wanting to go to if you're Ovi who are the 10 teams that you're saying nah fuck that uh Florida yeah Columbus, Buffalo. No, oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to go to Buffalo. Calgary? Yeah, maybe Calgary. Colorado? <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia? I I Kobe, he would be a um he'd be a great Philadelphia flyer just crushing people into the boards. Yeah, so they're quite lovely. Carolina. I don't think you'd go to Carolina. Vancouver. <laughs> no one wants to go to Vancouver. Let's just say I, I let's just say I think a lot of Canadian teams would be on that top ten list. Mm. Um, I think Ovi would love to go to Vegas. I mean, I think George McVeigh would love to have Ovi in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got the you got the history there. <laughs> um, yeah. The other options there, obviously, you're you're firmly in the Trader Vetchkin camp. Um, the easy one is to fire Barry Trotz in those very expressive eyebrows because, well, does Barry Trotz have the same issue that Bruce Boudreaux faces in the fact that his team always performs really strongly during the regular season, but gets outcoached in the playoffs, which of course, quite ironically, the Capitals would have fired Boudreaux hoping that they wouldn't be repeating this cycle again now with Barry Trotz, but maybe they are. Is it being outcoached or just the top players just don't turn up? 
I think the coach has to take some responsibility there because, you know, in the regular season, you, you're playing a different team every other night, but with, uh, with the playoffs, you're, you're, you know, head to head with one team over a seven game series. It's not just about the players. I feel like the coaching staff has to pick up on things, make adjustments on the fly and try and figure out ways to outsmart the opposition. So I feel like in the playoffs, I think that's when coaches really show uh, their ability to read the game as well. Uh, so I kind of feel like, yeah, obviously some of the players probably didn't step up, but I feel like Barry Trotz has to take some responsibility there too. I think I would I would keep Barry Trotz. I think he's a good a good coach. No, typically I think firing a coach is usually just like it's the easy way out. It's the easy option. Yeah, and the general managers always have one coach to fire in their in their arsenal before everything starts coming back on them at the team they put together. Yeah. So I would I'd give him one more one more run, one more kick at the can another year. I mean, you can't fire a coach after getting the president's trophy for two years in a row. <laughs> That'd be quite <laughs> a dick move, by I tell you honest. It's pretty harsh. <laughs> it is pretty harsh. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, we've had the best team in the last two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, president, president's trophies, they don't bring in the fans. Imagine that yeah. HR well, meeting. Do, so have you reached, yeah, um, you're really underperforming. What? Underperforming. And you're like, because we won Stanley Cup. And I gave you the president's trophy, Luke, two years in a row. Yeah, that's not what we want. Barry. And you've hit the Penguins two years in a row in mm. the playoffs, which is, I mean, is it a problem with the playoff format? This is option four, just praying and hoping that the NHL goes back to the old playoff format. Because <laughs> I feel like if you if we were going back to the old way of doing things and it's just seeded one to eight, uh, you know, getting rid of the wild card and all of that, all that noise, um, do, do the Capitals... Do you, would they have a couple of cups by now? Potentially not have um, had to go through the Penguins two years in a row kind of thing. Yeah, So, but they would, they would probably have to face them anyway. So if they can't beat them in the second round, why would they be able to beat them in the third round? Mm. But maybe you're relying, maybe someone else knocks them out. So they're Yeah, that's probably the what they're hoping. <laughs> yeah. But you, you've got to, you can't try and win championships by hoping someone knocks out. No, that's true. It's, it's fully on you. Um, I think the way it, I think the way it goes, like I like the idea of Ovechkin getting traded just because you just imagine. Oh, imagine the the analysis, the hockey Twitter that day would just be. It'll be like it'll be like that day when you had um, oh, the PK trade, uh, the and PK the, trade, Stamco signing, trade. and Taylor Hall all in the same day in the space of like half an hour. It'll be that tenfold. Just everyone will have an opinion on it. All the memes will be coming out. It'll just be insane. And of course, the headlines like on the NHL.com and everything, I just, yeah. I mean, by the way, um, Ovi for Kobe, that's ours. Yep. <laughs> we should um, send a tweet out now just to timestamp it. Hashtag Ovi for Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Do what um, those <laughs> those smart insider man um, Twitter accounts do. They just tweet out everything and then go back and delete ones that don't come true. <laughs> so then when people go back and they're yeah. like, oh, now who predicted this? Oh, this person. Oh, shit. Yeah, we called that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you've just deleted every other prediction that you've done on your timeline. And line. got wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that would be amazing for hockey Twitter. I think that's kind of. No, it's obvious it's not out of the realm of possibility, but geez, oh man, it, it would just be insane. I think the, and firing Barry Trotz uh, is 
it's the easy way out. Um, again, that could possibly happen, but I think what will likely happen is um, they'll just kind of do a little tinkering, a little rebuild on the fly and just try again next season with basically their core um, plus some newbies to replace their outgoing UFAs. Yeah, they're losing. They'll lose Oshi, Justin Williams, Olsner, Olsner. Yeah, he'll he'll go. Um, do a Shet and Kirk in the playoffs. will go. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see that thing where he re- he said that he wanted to be go to a team where he can be a number one defenseman? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How did you play in the playoffs? Um, was he? Was he wasn't even the number one defenseman in St. Louis, was he? No, he was on the second pair power play. Yeah, and he was third pair in Washington. Also, I would rate Colton Pareko over Shannon. Oh yeah, I fucking love that kid. He is great, six foot six beast. Yeah, um, yeah. So he wants to be a number one defenseman. So uh, enjoy your time in Arizona, <laughs> playing next to Ekman Larson. Oh hey, I like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't, uh, if you've made it this far, don't, don't go hate tweeting us about trading a Vetkin because it, it, it might happen. Just might do happen. it. Bring on your hate <laughs> tweets. <laughs> At Joe underscore Ray underscore me. <laughs> oh yeah. Follow us on, um, you know, the puck at puck podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I think that's, uh, I think that was it for the hot takes. I, I wanted to talk, you know, we, we mentioned, uh, junior hockey. Um, this, I think this will be the first time we actually talk about junior hockey uh, on the show. But uh, the Iriatas are the OHL champions for 2017 after um, knocking out the Mississauga Steelheads. Finally. All they had to do was get rid of Connor McDavid and then they <laughs> became champions. I, that's quite funny, eh? Like, so four straight uh, 51 seasons uh, and it's the first time they've won in like 15 years. And it's kind of funny that they couldn't get it done against McDavid. Well, I mean, with McDavid, sorry. But, you know, Dylan Strome, he's been leading the way and he's hoping he's, well, he's got to be NHL ready now, right? Like, so I, I really want to see him playing for the Arizona Coyotes next season. Mm. Yeah, I bet they're wishing they took that Mitchy Marner at three. <laughs> he would look pretty good playing next to his junior teammate, Christian Dvorak. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, didn't happen. The Leafs got mana because, you know, we've got a better scouting team. Anyway, um, yeah, I just want to say congrats to the Ariadas, despite the fact that you knocked out my boys, the uh, Steelheads. Um, why, 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 Miss Saga? Why? Because, well, if you, you should know this because you just been to Toronto, like just geography wise, like right. Mississauga are basically Toronto's OHL team. Right. Um, it's, it was part of the GTA, the greater uh, Toronto area. Okay. And also the jerseys kind of just look like the Leafs jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> I liked area obviously for McDavid and um, like Connor Brown and everything and um, Dylan Strom. But I, yeah, I just really like some of the players on the, um, on the steel heads. Uh, I'm really hoping um, Owen Tippett, he's, he's going up in, in this year's draft. And I saw TSN's hockey insider, all oh, the great Bob McKenzie uh, has him at number six in his draft rate uh, rankings. So that would have him going to Vegas. That'd be quite interesting. Going from Mississauga to Vegas. That's quite a change. Is he the, is he the son of the Arizona coach? Maybe. Imagine if he you got, could, did you bring in your laptop? You could look that up. Like. Well, I like just throwing things out there and having no basis behind them. Um, imagine going and playing for his dad. That'd be pretty weird. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, nah, uh, well, I mean, I can't wait for the uh, draft. I mean, it's not as such a, it's, well, they say it's not as strong of a year as obviously the last two years. I mean, shit, there were pretty stacked drafts, but um, there was a, there's a lot of prospe- uh, exciting prospects there from the Ariadas, you know, Carolina Hurricanes prospect Warren Fogel. He won the award for, he won the uh, Wayne Gretzky 99 award for the OHL playoff MVP. Um, Chicago Blackhawks prospect Alex Debrinket. Of course, he, of course he's, for the Blackhawks. I can't, oh, I just, <laughs> I wanted the Leafs to draft him so badly. Uh, he led the OHL playoffs in scoring 13 goals and 25 assists, which is 38 points in 22 games. You fucking lace that shit up. Um, and while his name, while his name is Debrinkat, I like to call him Brindicat. It just, it kind of sounds like a Pokemon. He does. Yeah. He does sound like a Pokemon. Uh, and then, so now, obviously, they're going to go through to the uh, Memorial Cup. Uh, the Q St. John's uh, Sea Dogs are also there. Uh, so that's starting May 21st, New Zealand time. I don't actually really know how you can fucking even watch it in New Zealand, to be honest. But hey, um, they do. They put up a lot of uh, highlights on the um, on the websites for the for the you know CHL leagues, OHL, the QMJHL. God, it's such a mouthful. And the WHL. Um, so you can you can find streams of the Memorial Cup. Oh yeah, just on um, like illegal streams. Yeah, <laughs> do it that way if you yeah. want. You know, um, sure. Uh, quickly now, I know I asked you earlier. You're not much of a Lincoln Park fan, are you? I fucking hate Lincoln Park. You hate Lincoln Park. I hate Lincoln Park. Well, they are basically. But in the end, I guess it doesn't really matter. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, good, good one, Joe. It's like it's like a good one, Randy. But it's you this time. Um, they're kind of like the band that. Well, they are the band that I grew up listening to. Really, you know, ever since. Well, what like? It's funny because their first album came out in 1999. But New Zealand, I feel like we get things, but not so much now. But back in the day, we got things later. Um, you know, the the like the 90s didn't come until like. 1999 or the or the 80s didn't come until 1995 but uh, um yeah i've been listening for a long time and of course hybrid theory is kind of like the album that i grew up listening to same with meteora and now oh the vocalist Ch- uh chester bennington uh basically was heading out at fans telling them to move the fuck on from hybrid theory and you know people were saying you know, I guess people kind of, if you've heard their new songs, very radio friendly, very, very poppy. I quite like them, but, um, a lot of people are accusing them of selling out and, you know, only doing this for money now. And he, <laughs> he basically said, uh, if that's how you think, then you know, stab yourself in the face. Wow. <laughs> Hot take. That is, whew. Um, but yeah. this is always the punishing thing with fans like they just always want that first album that they like and then they say the band's selling out they're not selling out they're just writing better produced songs that are for a wider audience yeah because the record company aren't going to put your shitty demo songs that go on for like 10 minutes of um, breakdowns and jams on a, <laughs> on a studio massive mainstream major release major release so it's like the same thing as kings of leon you know they had their own little indie songs and then signed to a massive label and started producing those big stadium anthems which i guess every band wants to become that big stadium band well yeah you want to make a living doing yeah. what you love right so I mean, you know, they've been doing it for quite a while now. And of course, after making those comments, the band went into damage control on Twitter, 
But uh, you know what? Aside from telling people to, well, stab themselves in the face, uh, which is just don't do that. It's stupid. Uh, I don't think they actually did anything wrong there. You know, they've been a band for 20 years, as I keep saying. Uh, You're going to change your style over that time. People change. Artists don't stay the same. I know myself as like a video editor, I I even stay the same way. I, you know, find new ways of doing things. And, you know, maybe the old way of doing things I don't like. Um, and this caught you like Nickelback and you just pump out the same bullshit uh, every album cycle. But artists grow. And if you're a Linkin Park fan, um, it doesn't even really matter which <laughs> um, which albums you like, which you don't like. I think it's just important that you like the music. Uh, also, speaking of music, I went to the all-time low show um, that was at the Power Station um, this week. And I felt really fucking old, man. Like, really old. Where, when did they come around? When were they... When were you into them? 10 years ago? Uh, I, I was probably actually a little bit late to that. Well, yeah, probably more like six, seven years ago. Right. Um, I wasn't huge on like the early stuff, but when I think like the second album came out and everything and um, Weightless was the song that really got me into them and their awesome music video with the like motion graphics. Um, but they were like, uh, <laughs> the thing that made me feel old was, the, you know, I think they halfway through the show, they're like, hey guys, yeah, what's up New Zealand? Like we've been a band for 10 years and everyone's like, like who's been with us all this time and everyone's like yeah and i'm like looking and okay so i've ne- i don't think i've ever been at a concert where i felt like i was maybe only one of five guys in the room not including the band and um it was just yeah. good times <laughs> it was just a room full of girls um which if you're like quagmire fucking dream come true right um yeah, I just felt so old because, you know, they're like, yeah, we've been with you for 10 years. I'm like, you would have been six. You would have been seven. You would have been eight. Maybe you were nine. So I was like, either you're full of shit or, you know, you had a really awesome uh, brothers and sisters growing up. But yeah, I don't think I've ever felt older in my life. Now I could tell I wasn't the oldest person there, um, which, you know, when you when you feel like that and then you see someone at a concert that you know that you can tell is older than you holy shit does that not make you feel better oh yeah you just relax <laughs> when and you go. see a guy with like the big gray beard and you're like oh i'm not the oldest person here oh great great that's good um yeah i know i i think like you i didn't go to green day either um i think that's that's me for concerts for a while up until uh the amity affliction from australia comes to new zealand i'll be pumped for that um but i guess I think you wanted to talk about it last week and we, we, I'm glad that we didn't because it was kind of all getting sorted out, but, uh, got a bit of, bit of news. Yes. I almost revealed it. Yeah. You almost, almost, (laughs) I almost revealed it last week. You can hear my voice in the bit where we mentioned, we're talking about punishers and people using the word punisher uh, to describe people. And I, stop myself halfway through the sentence where I say, and you pay, and then carry on with a different thought where I was going to say, and you ran into some people at a particular place this week where they were talking about punishers as well. And we can now reveal that information. <laughs> yeah. So now it's basically, I've told, I've you know told everyone I've signed the contracts and everything. Um, I'm actually leaving news hub and going to the crowd goes wild next month. And Thanks, man. Golf clap. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm really excited for what the opportunity represents and, you know, getting out there and 
might even see you on the Lions tour. Maybe. And um, getting a lot of hockey content on Crowd Goes Wild. <laughs> well, I pushed that agenda for how long at News Hub and it got me nowhere. So. I think they're a bit more open to um, the American sports and, and things at, at Crowd Goes Wild. Especially um, chuck a few good hits into Smashed and Bro and... Oh, I'm and looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. If anyone ever sees like a really good, uh, like body check in hockey, send it to me. <laughs> um, because you know I might not catch all of them, but it'd be great to get a get a bit of hockey in the in the smashed and bro. Um, but you know, really, really excited, man. Like, you know, I've I kind of feel like it was, it was time to move on and do something different and just sort of follow my passion, which is obviously sport. Um, and so getting to do that. Um, you know, five days a week, that's plus the podcast. I mean, I feel like it's a dream come true for me. I'm really excited. And then, yeah, like I said, see you on the road, which actually, why are we, why are we recording this so early? Uh, I'm, I'm on the road. I I, can't, I got back from being away for four weeks and now I'm heading away again. It's really hard to tie you down, man. <laughs> with work. Um, we are driving next week with work with the Hodaki breakfast to Greymouth next Friday night for a party um, with a whole bunch of listeners but we're driving the whole way um, with Matt and Jeremy we're going driving to Hamilton today uh, New Plymouth on Monday Wellington on Wednesday Nelson on Thursday and then down to Greymouth on Friday and we're towing a massive more of Ember wood why? <laughs> it's just it is. Was that like punishment for something? No, they, to pay for the trip, they had to, um, Matt and Jerry had to basically tow a billboard uh, and sell the advertising. And um, it just turns out that Sign Gary, a competing radio station, bought the advertising <laughs> on the billboard. And now we're having to drive down country giving away free promotion to a different station. Okay. So that explains a lot. Cause I, I think I saw you tweeted or retweeted something from, um, Haraki this week and they had that billboard and I was like, what's going on here? That caused a lot of issues at work. Uh, parking that billboard up outside of our, our building where we work with all the other radio stations <laughs> caused some few issues. You guys just love causing shit i love it i yeah. mean you're, you're keeping on with that tradition of hierarchy being you know pirate radio you're the it's kind of like the rebels of new zealand radio i think it's awesome yeah it's um every week there's a different meeting with our boss in the ceo's office you're like what did we do this time and in, in, in <laughs> hr you know every it's a good time <laughs> i love it and I'm, I'm, i can tell why you you know you love your job man because i reckon you, some of the stuff you do, like some of the videos, like that it's always perfect in room aware. Man, it's so good. Well, it's just Mike Hosking continues to give me material every week. So <laughs> it's very easy. He's a, he's a very good speaker, apparently. <laughs> um, quick plug. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be the good boyfriend here. Um, and, and just a bit of a Bravo plug here. I don't think it's off for much longer, actually. I meant to do this like a month ago. Um, so stupid. But uh, one of the greatest show in in the history of TV, Catfish, is um, on Bravo. So make sure you watch it because you'll see, you'll see some crazy shit and wonder why people um, get stuck into, uh, <laughs> I guess, the online relationships that they do and, and then discover that it's not the person that they thought it was. And then they're like, huh? Like, how, how's it not you? Like, yeah, it's, it's always entertaining. I fucking love that show, man. There's so some good. freaks on that, man. 
(laughs) (laughs) But the best episodes are the ones where you're just so certain that the person is fake uh, and it's not who they think it is. And then it turns out to be that person. Because then everyone's like, even the like- Oh, there, are there happy endings? There are some. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And e- even the the hosts of the show and even Max are like, we, you like the look on their face and you're like, we for certain were like, you were not going to be you. And it is. And, and everyone's happy. Um, obviously, the happy endings ratio is, <laughs> it's quite low. <laughs> but uh, there are some. Those are the best ones. Yeah, I prefer the tragic freak actually my favorite (laughs) one is the one where um uh typically a lot of them are people who say if it's like a dude and they say that they're a rapper and that's a red flag right there uh and i remember one time they met this guy who says he's a rapper and i think they like shazam they they went to the studio with him and they shazammed his songs and (laughs) it was like something he was just playing someone else's music what pretending to to be that person <laughs> yeah and they they were like and, Mac, and like max is like on the sly like shazamming it on his phone and he's like that's not him <laughs> and then like confront him uh down down by the lake and he didn't want to talk and he's just playing on his phone and neve was like hey that's a really cool phone case man can i take a look oh yeah sure and he just throws him into the water and then like, he's like, what the fuck, man? You're going to buy me a new phone. And then like all the producers come storming in and like, oh, like, cool, cool, bro. Like we'll buy a new phone. Like, and then like Neva's just standing there like, yeah, I fucking did that. Like <laughs> now you got to pay attention to me because I threw your phone in the water. <laughs> why, um, why are you so dumb? You are so dumb. If you go on a TV show, how did you not think that people are going to find out that those songs that you're promoting aren't actually your songs? I don't know. <laughs> just, Jeez. There's some crazy people out there, man. And I guess, you know, Catfish is just one of those shows that kind of you watch them and you just, you know, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're constantly being surprised how um, stupid people can be. But hey, I guess when it's for love, you know, people do it sometimes do crazy things. Um, anyway, we got to wrap this show up because uh, game one of the Eastern Conference final starts in like two minutes. Um, so yeah, bit of a longer podcast. I think we, uh, you know, a few, a few hot takes there. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Gets- Hopefully you don't die eating those hot takes. <laughs> I hope they were tasty actually. <laughs> um, thanks for listening guys. Uh, as always, you know, um, you can subscribe and, you know, stream on iTunes and SoundCloud. Tell all your friends and everything, spread the word, get it going. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pocky podcast. And, um, yeah, this is that awesome, awesome Matthew song. And we'll see you next week. Maybe. See ya. Puck Year, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Year Podcast. I'm like Austin, I'm a first show pro for this. Bad bitch front row. Youngest in the league, yes, I'm balling, this not spalling. I'm icy bitch, first that will make you act a fool. I mean, to die with my crew, I'm on the street and I ain't stopping now. These other guys can't hang. 19 in the chill, and I ain't sitting on the bench. You're the same. Much a man there, you niggas ain't getting there. Pretty much a millionaire, you niggas ain't getting there. Pretty much a millionaire. Hit him with the flow like Austin Matthews, don't push me, homie, my shoot. Shy too drunk, he's a drink too much, so I had to give her the boot. Met the game, I stuck in my drink, yeah. Cause I'm sipping my juice, break from the box and cross him over. Toe dragging and shoot. I feel like Austin Matthews, teenager, getting all this fucking new. I feel like Austin Matthews, life good now. We're putting up a new suit. Feeling like Austin Matthews, hit the six and everybody.